You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 4-in-1 Game Zone. Computer being slow, but this is Cooperative Multiplayer, the official Full One Game Zone podcast, and we are back after a week of unintended being off. Sometimes uh, life says, "Nope, you can't do a podcast today." But uh, yeah, we're uh, at least a normal man short. Robert uh, has to do sometimes. You know, he's still in college, and that supersedes what we're doing here, so he has to write a report, apparently, and uh, that's what he's doing. But at least I have Mark with me. Daniel's working as well, so he won't be on here unless he decides to call in. How you doing, Mark? I'm pretty sore, but I'm okay. How about you? (laughs) Pretty sore? What's going on today? I walked around a little too much a few days ago in snow, so recovering from that still. Ugh. How long did you have to walk? About three miles. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that that's yeah. In snow? Ugh, I don't want anyone to It was like half it was like half snow and half like plowed, but still wasn't fun. <laughs> yeah. You didn't fall or anything, did you? No, surprisingly not. <laughs> That's always a good thing. At least you didn't, you know, hurt your butt as well. So, anything uh, interesting happened during this week or anything? Bought a bunch of really stupid games last week. Like I tend to do. <laughs> stupid games, so. Well, games are probably. Ne- too. <laughs> oh, Daniel's in the chat, so that's good. I bought Rise on PC. <laughs> I heard that's not too bad, actually. I don't know. I'll never play it, so we'll... <laughs> well, I have games I probably won't ever finish, so we're around in that area. <laughs> well, I have games I'll, I'll never even play. Like I forget that I have them at times. Yeah, Steam does that, though. You have this library, and you forget that you have half those games. So, anything else did you... I bought uh, Grim Fandango, uh, Grey Goo, that Fahrenheit Remastered, uh, Life is Strange, Homeworld Remastered, and GTA V. Yeah, I also got Life is Strange for PS4. Did you play it? Or? Yeah, I, I did play it. Um, I haven't gotten all the way through it yet. I'm, I've been trying to play a bunch of things. Plus, I got stuck at the hospital for two nights in a row. So, I was, thankfully, I have my 3DS for that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, from what I played, you know, it's a nice little different thing than what we get from Telltale. You know, just it's more like, you know, you really kind of... It does remind me a little bit of, you know college high school life of having being that 
person kind of like her of you're not you're kind of an outcast you don't talk to a lot of people you're in your own little zone and i never seen somebody try to kill someone in the bathroom but uh <laughs> or be able to rewind time but i think it's an it's a nice start to it i still you're, have i think a little bit of it to go you weren't going to the right high school then <laughs> <laughs> that happened to you oh yeah no, I, I mean, it's a European game, like, it's French, and you can kind of tell that from, the, like, the dialogue and kind of how it looks at, at spots, but I like you, I'm like you, I like it a lot, or, I mean, it's very much like a Telltale game in, like, that, like the uh, structure of it, but the plotting is completely different, and I dig it, I, I'm really excited to see the next episode, and I like that developer a lot, I really, like, remember me when it came out. Yeah, that's what I heard a lot. It's, I mean, I got it for the. I, I still need to sit there and play it, but I've heard a mixed reaction to it. A lot of people didn't like it. Some people really liked it. A lot of people make fun of like the dialogue, and it's like, yeah, kids are dumb. What do you expect? <laughs> that's the first thing I've heard for this too. It's like people just, you know, it's like, well, I mean, it's that's what you say. And I mean, uh, I don't think I've ever seen somebody just sit on a bed and just smoke some some weed but in a game but that's uh <laughs> that's cool i guess it, it goes along with the culture um do you like the rewinding time thing that's something that yeah is, is kind of new for that kind of game it reminded me a lot of remember me's uh memory remixing thing a little um the only thing i don't like about it is the game isn't clear at spots about telling you uh like, sequences you can rewind or not. And what I mean by that, you haven't finished it, but if you've played, like, a Telltale game recently, you know how you get at the end, like, these are the five choices that you made, like, did you save this character or this character? Right. This game has that, but there's about 13 choices. And there was about four or five of them I didn't even realize that were choices until I saw them at the end. Yeah, like, probably because I think after the first one, it just shows you the icon. Yeah, like one of them was like, did you draw on the RV or not? And I was like, wait, what RV are you talking about? <laughs> so I kind of I actually want to replay it again real quick to like see all those different choices and maybe like just keep two save files going. It probably just wants to, they didn't want it to make it feel like you're getting your hand held too much. Yeah. You know, because if it has to tell you every time, like, this could affect what you're doing, then you're gonna it's going to make you rewind, and maybe you didn't want to rewind the first time. Well, it still does that with, like, the big choices in the game, but, the, like, the really little stuff. Yeah. Uh, one of them is, like, did you save the bird or not? And I was like, I kind of remember that, but I didn't even know you could rewind time at that point. <laughs> Well, there you go. That's something to look for for Episode 2, which is supposed to come out... I think, I think next month. Yeah, it's in March. So hopefully they'll make that a little bit clearer. I got the Game of Thrones episode two sitting on my Xbox One, but I haven't played it. Um, did you? Uh, I guess we'll go. Do you want to go ahead and talk about your hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth? Oh man, what an awesome episode. game! It's actually, <laughs> it's actually not that bad. Like in theory, and I've heard it's actually a lot better than the PS3 version, but it's just such a weird game. Like, 
the Xbox goddess and the Wii goddess are constantly like having a fight about breath size and like the green the Xbox goddess like falls in love with this female character like almost immediately and it's super weird and the game is just way too like you have to keep running the same stuff over and over again to collect materials and I wanted to kill myself at the end. <laughs> like, uh, I fin- I'm i not even finished, I didn't even finish the game. I just I still wrote a review of it because you don't need to finish that type of game. And I hit like level 130 and the max is 999. Jeez. And there are actual bosses that require you to be like nine, like level 999. And it's like, no, it's not going to happen. Wait, to actually beat the game? No, to like beat the Coliseum or like beat their battle oh, okay. arena. Uh, and the D- like, they have a few DLC characters for that game that completely break it, which is kind of funny. That kind of makes sense with the way the rest of the game is. <laughs> I, and the actual battle system isn't that isn't that like challenging, but it's just keep like having to keep running the same like incredibly small dungeons over and over again. It's just boring. Like, you can tell this is clearly from a mobile game, because it's built, like, for mobile gaming. Like, play a dungeon for five minutes and get out and, like, go on your way. But if you try to play it on PC for an hour or two, so it's like, you just stare at it and go like, no. Let me just load up Cheat Engine, please. Let me just blast through this. Yeah, so you could tell it was supposed to be, you know, the Vita that it was made for the first time. Yeah. It's like if they tried to port, like, Persona 4 Gold into PC. Like, that would work, but you could tell that corners have been cut from the, from the Vita version. Well, I'm, I, I, I'd want to know what would happen if you, they would have just ported the PS3 version. I heard that one's not good. Like... You can only control one character in that in that version. Yeah, never, they added a lot of stuff to this one apparently that wasn't. Like between the two, I'm rather I'm I'm happier that they ported the, the Vita version, but it's just such a weird weird thing to even consider. Well, at least now you know not to get a uh, number two when it comes. Out. I'm actually kind of curious about it. Uh, like I'll probably review it if it comes out. Uh, I, I can uh, go ahead and get Fairy Fencer because that game's actually pretty good. It reminded me a lot of uh, Reketeer, only without the whole like shit or shot building mechanic. Yeah. Eh. I've also been playing Dying Light. How is Dying Light? It's a better version of Dead Island. <laughs> I didn't like Dead Island, so maybe I will like this game. Well, what I've heard a lot like? of people like it a lot, though. What didn't you like about Dead Island? <laughs> Just, uh... I'm not that big into, like, the whole survival thing and the how much how many suitcases you have to go through to find stuff. and It was just, uh... I think I was expecting a different kind of game. That's probably what it was. It's pretty much the same game. <laughs> there are some, like, hooks in it, but it's kind of... A, it's just better playing overall, I think. And, like, getting around is easier because you can just jump around and avoid zombies if you really want to. Do you get to play as a zombie ever? 
Uh, there is like a be the zombie like weird multiplayer mode, but I haven't messed with it yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I saw somebody playing with the uh, the zombie thing, jumping on people and whatever. Yeah, I imagine with PC and hacking, that might not go over too well. <laughs> yeah, well, they supposedly put in that thing where they aren't going to let it be modded or... Yeah, they said that, but Cheat Engine still foils that pretty well. <laughs> well, I mean, that happens with most everything. You try to keep it from happening, and hackers are smarter. Yeah. It's still it's a good game and I haven't like I'm not like too deep into it but it's pretty enjoyable and the night night mechanic is really like hard to deal with. So you're not you are you thinking it's going to be remembered by the time we get to the end of the year? Uh that depends if Dead Island 2 is out. I think it's supposed to be out this year sometime. Well, that kind of I mean, I don't know if why would it, that kind of seems silly to compete with, like, your own game, but... I think someone, some other company owns, like, the Dead Island franchise. They just subcontracted it out to Techland. Like yeah, I think it's, uh, isn't it Deep Silver and... Yeah. Yeah. Well, we shall see, I guess. Uh, there you go. I guess if you're looking for a zombie game that... Play similar to Dead Island, but better. Yeah. Go pick it up. Digitally, because it's still not available physically. <laughs> so, yeah. I got it for like 16 bucks, which is awesome. Uh, Steam had it on sale? That... No, so, like someone had a four-pack on Steam, and they were like, do you want it? And I was like, sure. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Jeez. Uh... Anything else? Oh, I will be pre-ordering Assassin's Creed Rogue and Mortal Kombat X in a few days. Rogue is still forty bucks on, I think, on the three sixty uh, uh, on a sale. Yeah. Until Tuesday afternoon. So if you're one to play Rogue and you want a discount, there you go. And well, if you have a 360, that is. If you have PS3, I, I think it is on sale on PS3 as well. So. Yeah, probably. I there like playing. I like playing Assassin's Creed games on PC though, for some reason. You're, think, you're gonna be able to run it. No, oh, Rogue. Yeah, it ran four fine. Oh okay. And Rogue is just that. <laughs> I'm interested in Rogue because I liked four a lot. Yeah. I don't know that I wanna. Have a game where I'm really I just that's new that I want to constantly be going back to my 360 or PS3 for though. That's another reason. Uh, I've played a lot of stuff. I'm gonna try to get through it here. Um, I uh, played that uh, hashtag IDARB, which is the Xbox One Games for Gold uh, Game of the Month. It is freaking addicting. It is, especially for me who likes um, sports, you know, soccer. And it's pretty much like soccer and basketball and like a weird and 
a game where you're jumping around trying to keep somebody from uh, and a bunch of platforming all in the same game. It's like uh, it, Rocket Riot or like Altitude on Steam. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's insane because of the first game I played, I got whooped like 50 to 10 or something. And there's depending on where you shoot the little ball from, you can get up to like five points. That's that's the most I saw someone score. I think there's more than that, but there's I've also heard, like cheap little ways nine. where you can hit the. Uh, like, have it bounce you off and then hit it in and you can get a three-pointer. And there's an announcer that's pretty much like the NBA Jam announcer, but he says really crude things. And it's like, what the hell? I'm sitting there laughing my butt off half the time. And it's all, um, like, 8-bit, like, pixel art, you know. So uh, you can even create your own little character and have your own little um, flag and everything. It's It's really good. If uh, for some reason you don't know what it is and you just it's free. If you have an Xbox One, just get it. It you're not gonna be disappointed unless you just don't like playing games and multiplayer. And there's even a single player mode where you can play the computer. They just gets progressively harder every time. A friend of mine is in one of the hashtags for that game. Yeah, and then they have the Twitter feed like at the bottom, and it shows like who's hashtagging about it constantly and. There's apparently developers that are, like, constantly talking about playing the game while they're doing other stuff. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't know that you're, uh, you're, whoever you're making the game for is very happy that you're playing something else while you're doing your work, but, you know. <laughs> make, sure to, make sure to enter in uh, hashtag LangZone. Oh, really? That's, just, that's yeah. the scariest one of them all. What's so scary about it? It's just Dave Lang's face. Oh, Lord. Daniel says he got to play one hour of Shadows of Mordor. <laughs> That's probably about as long as I've played the game. <laughs> I just keep getting games or other things that I have to review, and then that goes on the back burner that I now have a huge backlog of things I need to go back and play, which is good and bad in a way. Yeah. I uh I got to play a lot of theater rhythm curtain call because that's what I played when I was in the hospital. Uh that game is uh so much better than the first one. It is pretty much like, you know, any music game that the first one came out and was kind of just mediocre or whatever, they improve on everything on this game, including having way more songs at the beginning, which is way better than what felt like they wanted you to have this little bit of amount of songs so you would buy the DLC. Now it feels like an actual game, and now the DLC is awesome because I can go buy Chrono Trigger songs if I want to, which are not in the game itself. Um, but they even have, like, songs from Mystic Quest and even Typo HD that hasn't come out yet and uh, they, you can unlock all the characters by playing these um, chaos maps where you actually go through like you know like you're kind of playing like a mini RPG through each one of these and you, you go through and either play the field part or the battle part and some of those suckers are hard because they it's not just one 
you're not playing basic the whole time. They switch in between whether you're playing basic or expert. So I'll literally pass two of the songs. I'll get into the dungeon, and then everything will be expert, and I'll freaking die. And then I have to go back to the beginning. <laughs> so I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I played this song earlier, and I it was not this hard. What the hell? <laughs> uh, and you can also, they have a bunch of different controls, too. It's not just the stylus. So if for some reason you don't like using the stylus for stuff, you can use the control stick and the buttons or just the L trigger and the control stick, too, if you want. Um there's different ways to do it, and I think each one kind of works out. So if if you love Final Fantasy and love music games, I think uh, you can't go wrong with this, really. Uh, I've heard that a Pantheon game that's part of the free for PS Plus. That's pretty much like um, uh, damn it, the name is escaping me right now. The the Wakamelee. Uh, game, it's pretty much th- almost the same thing, but in a Greek uh, god setting. Uh, you do the same thing. The level design is pretty much the same. Uh, you know, you're going to go up and down trying to find different whatever things that they tell you to do. The weapon system is cool, but I cannot stand the way they do some of the controls. Like, using R2 to as your attack button is really clunky. It makes me feel like it's not actually attacking half the time. Instead of just, why not make it X? It just seems like you were trying to make it hard for no reason. I just Silly. The art style is cool, though. It's set like as if you were on the, uh, you know, those old Greek style, like little paintings on the the vases or whatever that they, they had back then. That's yeah. kind of like the art style. And you play like that the whole game, so it's pretty cool. It's not bright and colorful like Wakamele, and sometimes you kind of the the it being all dark and everything kind of bleeds into it. But aside from that, it kind of works. Um, kind of sucks that I bought Transistor a month ago, and that's the other PS Plus game. But I guess now I can play it on PS4 and play with a controller. So that would be helpful. <laughs> yeah, that seems to work a lot better. Uh, what else did I play? I did get Fire Emblem Awakening. I haven't played it yet. And I got Smash Brothers 3DS. Which... It's weird playing that on 3DS. I'm not used to playing on a handheld. But I got... It, the Playing with all the old characters, all the attacks were the same. So I got used to it after a while. Um, Master Hand's still an asshole. But, you know, that's what he is. <laughs> At least say if you don't happen to die in the classic mode, you have two lives to try to kill them. So, um, it's Smash Brothers, so if you haven't picked that game up yet for some reason, then you probably just don't like Smash Brothers. Uh, trying to think of... We already talked about Life is Strange. I'm still working my way through Grim Fandango. I had to actually restart my... Um, game because apparently once the game came out if you were playing the review copy uh, they make you restart the, the, the game when uh, the with the actual release version so that kind of sucked <laughs> I, had, I had something like that happen when I was reviewing Darksiders 2 for PC, that was not fun 
Yeah, luckily I wasn't too far into the game, so it wasn't that big a deal, but it's just like having to go through the same stuff again, it's just like, oh. Um, really, the, the best part of that is if you haven't played, if you played the game before, you're going to love the director commentary, because uh, there's plenty of it, and it's some really cool nuggets about the game and the development of the game and all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know necessarily if you haven't played the game, just prepared for puzzles that are going to frustrate the crap out of you. Um, and I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm using a guide because honestly, uh, I don't have time to sit there and go through and try to unlock those the way it did and and uh, try to spend hours and hours of I gotta review it and I can't spend I don't want to spend too long taking to actually play the game I want to be able to review it on a timely fashion I've well, kind of gotten behind on those lately it's like an archaic game at this point so you kind of need like you're probably too young to like remember playing that game back then so you kind of need a guide at this point yeah I mean I played Day of Tentacle when I was really young and I probably do not even remember, other than the main character and some of the stuff that the character says, I don't remember any of the puzzles or anything. So I'm probably going to wind up using a guy when that game comes out, too. It's just the way it is. I heard the PS4 version is kind of clunky, though. Like, it crashes on people and well, has issues with freezing and stuff. It, like, for the first, like, few days, it didn't run, apparently. Like, you had to keep re-downloading it for it to activate. Really? Gotta love these next-gen systems. Half the time, the games don't work. <laughs> but I think that's it for my conglomeration of things I'm playing. Uh, it, we have two weeks worth of stuff to get through, even though there's really not that much stuff. It's mostly financial things. And then a few things that came out this week, uh, namely... Sony Online Entertainment getting bought by Columbus Nova, who also owns uh, Harmonix, which a lot of these people apparently forgot and never wanted to mention. Perhaps this is why Harmonix released DLC, and now they're once again talking about a Rock Band 4 or something like that, that Columbus Nova really wants to get into the making things. So now Planet Side 2, um, EverQuest Next... And a few other games are going to uh, H1Z1 will all be coming to Xbox One and uh, whatever else that Sony Online Entertainment has could possibly be coming that way. So I'm excited to maybe get to play Planet Side 2. I'm sure Microsoft is happy to have another shooter in their ranks of shooters. But uh, is this really a big deal? People are making it out to be a really big deal. Uh, I think on the Microsoft point, it'll be a big deal if they allow, if they allow cross uh, like cross system play with like PS4 and PC. If they if I, they like wall it off like they have in the past, and it's just going to be a failure. You know, I don't think it's going to have the PS4 play with it, just because it's. I think that opens a door that Sony neither Sony nor Microsoft want to enter. Once you do it for one game. You know, people are going to be like, well, why can't you do it for this game, you know, or whatever. Daniel's asking how long until the PlayStation is sold off from Sony. Never, because it's one of the few things that's making them money. <laughs> so, 
No. <laughs> I think it's one thing to sell off the SOE, which was probably something that they felt they could deal without. And I'm sure there's some kind of deal where they still make plenty of money off whatever they uh, make. Yeah. So I'm sure Sony's not on a losing end with that. Uh, yeah, I just think it's a. That's probably why Planet Side Two's been held up for a while. You know, they released the beta and then, uh, or I don't know, did they release the beta? I, well, it's out, it's been out for a while. I think it's yeah. Just, I don't even think it's a beta anymore. I think it is released. Yeah, I mean they they took for a while to do it, so perhaps this has probably been in the making and they just decided to discuss it now. Uh, speaking of Sony, uh, they released their finances uh, for this quarter, or the world uh, quarter that ended in December, and 6.4 million PS4s were sold in that quarter, which is uh, good for them. Uh, they are still losing money because they got out of the PC business and even though their phones were helping them sell a little bit. But it's pretty much like the PS4 has been the thing that's kind of carrying them along because everything else is kind of down for them at the moment. Especially with the interview, the whole deal with the interview going on or whatnot. Uh, hopefully for them, some of these games start panning. Like the order's got to be a hit for them. Or if I'm Sony, I'm starting to wonder... I'm still worried about the order. I am not pre-ordering the order. I'm waiting until the order gets reviews and people talk about it or whatever, and maybe I'll buy it, but I just am not going to run with that of, okay, let's go with the order. Uh, it's supposed to be the big Sony game to buy, and then it turns out to be a flop. At least it's something, but I, I agree. Like it doesn't. I don't think it looks great in any... I've seen of it so far, <laughs> but it's all they got at this point. <laughs> right. Well, I'm Bloodborne, and they did release the first 18 minutes of Bloodborne. You can go watch that. Nothing has made me really think that it's anything other than what it's supposed to be, which is a Dark Souls successor. So, if you're not into Dark Souls, I cannot imagine that Bloodborne will do anything different for you. Um, other than also Dark Souls is getting Dark Souls 2 is heading to PS4 and Xbox One, so if you want to just wait for that, you can do that too. I wonder if that's going to hurt Bloodborne is the fact that Dark Souls 2 is getting this big old remastered edition thing, and people know it's coming. Yeah, well, it, I think it depends because the people who already have played Dark Souls 2 already played it, so uh, they'll probably want to try something new at that point. Let's entertain this idea for a second that perhaps somebody makes Sony some ridiculous offer that they can't refuse. Could they really ever sell off PlayStation? They could always spin it off. I mean, that, that was some of, that was always a talk about Microsoft because the Xbox was bombing hard a few years ago. Uh, I mean, they could. I don't think they'd sell like the, I don't think they'd sell to like Microsoft or anyone, but. Who knows? Sega could, Sega could always pick it up. Maybe it could be the Sega PlayStation Five. Oh, I doubt it. Yeah, <laughs> I doubt Sega's gonna be picking up anything right now. 
they are uh, yeah Sega's trying to downsize you know they're going to they're going to move to Southern California they're going to go into the PC and mobile market they announced Sonic Runners uh, for mobile phones which they really didn't tell you anything about the game other than showing you old games which is pretty much what it's the only thing Sarah can get right with Sonic at this point. You know, or you can go play Rise of the Lyric and find that out yourself, right? Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> Do you think uh, this is going to help Sega kind of rejuvenate itself a little bit, or is this just the beginning of the end? Uh, it's been kind of... The thing that will rejuvenate Sega is when they put up Persona 5. <laughs> Yeah, that too. Because, like, them constantly trying to, like, fuck the corpse of Sonic isn't helping them at all. If they really wanted to make a good Sonic game, they would just make a good Sonic game. I don't know why they don't. I mean, what's so hard about making a good Sonic game? It's like, after the Dreamcast, they just decided we can't make good Sonic games anymore? Like, I know a lot of the Sonic team left from there, but... The problem with making a good Sonic game now is you can't really do a fast game like Sonic, which should be in a 3D environment. And it's compounded with the fact that every 3D Sonic game, every land is essentially either in midair or, like, on an island or, like, in the ocean. So the minute you go off the, like, off the path, you instantly die. Yeah... Like, Mario Galaxy works, or Mario 64 worked, because Mario is a slower character, and it, like, favored exploration more than just, like, speed. Right, because that's why the 2D ones work, because you don't ever get off the beaten path. The only way you're going to die is if you are too fast and you run into something, or you miss a jump, or something like that. Yeah. But with the 3D, there's all this stuff moving around, and you move around with it, and it's just like Sonic becomes too fast for the environment, and they can't have him stuck to something in 3D because then it wouldn't look natural. And then when they try to make, when they make a slower paced like Sonic game, like Rise of Lyric, that really doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> So, the DICE Awards were announced. Let's see if uh, you agree with a few of these here. Um, Outstanding Technical Achievement was Metal Earth South of Mordor. Uh, I beat out Far Cry 4, Sunset Overdrive, Heaven's Second Son, and Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. I don't think I can argue with that list of middle of uh, Shadow Mortar winning there. Destiny won Action Game of the Year over Titanfall, Far Cry 4, Call of Duty, and Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein got raw, people. Yeah, I, I, I prefer Wolfenstein over that. I mean, Destiny was a good game. Don't I'm not hating. I'm just saying that Destiny had its fair share of problems, and, you know, it just... I guess if you're going only on the action and not on what you're doing in the game, aside from that, 
I guess because it's the most action you're going to do because it's the longest game. But still, Wolfenstein was a much better game overall. Uh, Middle of Earth Shadow Mortal 1 Adventure Game of the Year. Uh, Wolf Among Us, Vanishing of Ethan Carter, Valiant Hearts, and Infamous Second Son was there. I uh, can't argue with that, really. Uh, I still think Skylanders or Disney Infinity was better than Little Big Planet 3 for Family Game of the Year. I don't know what somebody was smoking there. Somebody must have had Sony on, on the payroll, I think. Agree, or... Probably just because John Vignacchi didn't send any copies of Infinity out to people. That's my <laughs> go-to excuse. Smash Brothers won Fighting Game of the Year, no surprise. Mario Kart 8 won Racing Game of the Year, no surprise there either. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition won RPG of the Year. Maybe had a little bit of fight with Bravely Default and Divinity, but it's the biggest game It's going to win. Uh, Smash Brothers won handheld game of the year. I still think Shovel Knight is the best handheld game of the year, but that's just me, I guess. I don't think there's quite as much depth in Shovel Knight as, like, a Smash Brothers, though. I know, I know Super Smash Brothers was designed for the handheld and everything, but it's just, like, I still feel like it's just, you know, it's still a console game. I felt like Shovel Knight was better designed for the handheld the way it is and the way that it harkens back to like that old gameplay, but yeah. I can see what you're saying too. Yeah, but Shovel Knight also came out on like PC and PS three and everything, so Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Dragon Age Inquisition won game of the year. It beat Shadow of Mordor, Hearthstone, Far Cry four and Destiny. The fact that Destiny was even in there makes me cry a little. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I, South Park was better than that game. <laughs> I like Shadows of Mordor more, but I think Dragon Age is a fine enough choice. I like Shadows of Mordor more too. I'm glad that it won ours, but yeah. I, I can totally see why Dragon Age got too. I mean, it was as equally a very good game. It's the first Dragon Age game that I've liked. <laughs> Yeah, that's what a lot of people say. It's the first Dragon Age game that I've liked. <laughs> I would agree, too. It's the first one I've played and I liked. I played the first one. I didn't like that one at all. <laughs> Oof. Well, luckily you came back to the... What is this, the fourth one? Third. Third? Well, oh, Origins doesn't count, I guess? No, that is the first one. Oh, okay. It wasn't called one, just Dragon Age? Yeah, it's Dragon Age Origins, and they made Dragon Age 2, which no one liked, and then they made Inquisition, which is the third one. Yeah. Uh, EA, of course, made a bunch of money. That's not surprising at all. When did they not make a bunch of money is the question. I do like their little stats that they come out with, like their little picture of stats. I always find this kind of thing interesting. Apparently, 113 million single-player hours were logged in Dragon Age. Jesus Christ, that's a lot of hours. Uh, Saturday was the most popular day to play FIFA. That's not surprising. Saturday's also when most of the soccer games are played in Europe. Yeah. So. 
310,000 hours of Dragon Age Inquisition trials were played. 41 million game sessions were launched over all the EA Access games. Christmas Day was the most popular day for Madden Mobile. 1.2 million people played Madden Mobile on Christmas Day for some reason. Uh, 200 million buildings were constructed and SimCity built it. Oh, God. <laughs> 1.2 million hours were played of Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. And 39 million houses were built in Sims Free Play. Well, it's free. I would hope people were building houses in there. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, it keeps making money. No surprise. Take-Two makes money because they released GTA Five this year, so... That's no surprise either. Glad to know. I well, really hope... Th- oh, what? sorry, go on. Go ahead, man. I was going to say, I really hope that PC version is good. <laughs> I, I mean, was 4's PC version bad or something? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Oof. Well, so, I would so, hope they learned a lesson. So is Max Payne 3 for what it's worth. Well, and maybe LA, they won't. <laughs> L.A. Noir wasn't great either, so we'll see. <laughs> Jeez. I forgot to mention one thing about Sony. They are rebranding their PlayStation, or their Music Unlimited, to uh, bring Spotify over. And they're going to call it PlayStation Music. That's um, because it, people use Spotify. <laughs> I used the Spotify like premium thing for a little while. Uh, because I liked having it on my phone where I could just uh, play anything without having to have YouTube. Which YouTube is annoying to play as a, as a music player on your phone. So it works, but then playing the $10 a month is... is you know, I could spend ten dollars a month on something else. You know, uh, I mean that's cool for PlayStation. I mean Xbox has Rhapsody, so it's fine, I guess. Uh, this is something that I don't know why Netflix felt like this was a big deal because I don't know who really wants to go around buying a 4K TV right now, but they. Came out and said that they think that the Xbox One and PS4 are going to have 4K friendly versions pretty soon. Really? Why? Uh, yeah, why? <laughs> TV shows aren't filmed in 4K, so it's just going to look like garbage. <laughs> who's going to want? Who? And then who's paying these uh, exorbitant amounts for Super HD for no reason? Just. Rich people, I guess. Just, ugh. I I don't. Uh, I mean, I, I guess you're at you're at these conventions and you want to say something to make make it news, and that's fine. But what? I think that's the whole thing about like curved displays and stuff like that. It's like, who is this for? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you just want it all encircled in your couch, you know. Go ahead, I guess. Yeah. Uh, something I would hope happens, but I'm agreeing with uh, the report here that it's highly unlikely, but apparently Obsidian has talked to Ubisoft about South Park Sega Truth DLC. 
Um, they actually had ideas for DLC, but then when all the stuff happened with THQ, uh, Ubisoft basically said, okay, let's just get this game done. And then they just said, we're pretty much done with it because of all the stuff that's been going on. Ubisoft is apparently exploring options. But, I mean, would you like to see DLC come out for it? I mean... They could do, like, an episode. Like, that would be kind of cool. Just a kind of, like, a 20-minute... Not even 20-minute, but, like, a 40-minute or, like, an hour-long, like, additional content thing. That'd be fine. But I, I really wonder about how well that game did sales-wise. Yeah, I know. They never really... Re- it must have not done that great, because it never really released any kind of sales for it. But I would assume if it did really bad, Ubisoft would have just said plain out no. Yeah. So there's got to be a little bit of something to it. Uh, Microsoft also announced their earnings. Xbox sales are down. No surprise. Uh, 360 pretty much apparently is the reason why, because a lot of people are buying a 360. Uh, I still don't understand why the 360 is $200. It it should be near the $100 mark or 150 or something. Um, I get that they're still releasing games for it, but it's just like it seems like less and less people are wanting to pick up 360. Plus, you're trying to get people to buy the Xbox One with that $350 price drop. You're also giving a sale on the Connect. Xbox One, starting today through the 21st. So, I mean, you need to do something with that 360. Either start bundling more games with it or, or something. Because uh, it's, it's really hurting their bottom line, honestly. Uh, but at least, you know, the Xbox One keeps selling. Uh, the Surface Pro 3 and their Nokia phones are the reason why they kept uh, they made some money on this. Uh, you think the Xbox One's going to keep selling with that price cut, or it's eventually just kind of kind of drop back to normal now that that price cut seems to be just a regular price cut and not a sale? Well, it's currently it's still cheaper than the PS4, so it'll keep selling. But if the PS4 ever drops to 350 as like a set price, or even 300, then the Xbox One is screwed again, I think. But Xbox One also has more games for it right now that are, like, console-exclusive. That's the thing. I mean, you may not... Like, Halo might not have worked properly, but it's still a Halo game, and that beats the hell out of Drive Club. Well, Microsoft better uh, release another beta for Halo 5 by the time that game comes out, because if it was as bad as the multiplayer beta was to get into... Uh, that's going to hurt Halo a lot. Uh, I mean, I just can't imagine if Halo 5 comes out with multiplayer problems that people are going to be ecstatic about any Halos in the future. Seeing as they're still patching Halo Master Chief Collection. They'll still have Gears of War 4 to fall back on. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure... There'll be a... I'm pretty sure... E3, we're getting a Gears of War collection. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or whatever they want, you know, they can call it the... They may not include Judgment, 
but I'm pretty sure we'll get a one through three collection thing. Which I'll be happy to... I only paid, like, I think a total of ten bucks for Gears of War 1 through 3, so I gladly pay for... to play it on Xbox One. I only like Gears of War 3. You only like Gears of War 3? I played... I beat 1. I didn't really like it, and then I really didn't like 2 for some reason, but I played through 3 and it was fine. See, I liked 1, and then I thought they kind of got progressively, like, worse. But maybe that's just me. Daniel does bring up that they have Scalebound, which I don't know that it's going to be the best game ever or whatever that the developer was talking about, but if it's, you know, at least good to great, that could be something that sells, not only sells Xbox Ones because it's unique, but that it sells just as a game in itself and it's another game people can play. Because Dying Light has apparently been played by 1.2 million people, but I think people are just kind of still on that. We're trying to find games to play right now. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if they anybody can come out with something that's pretty good to great, people will pretty much pick it up at this point. Uh, Daniel does bring up the point about the Netflix... Uh, Legend of Zelda live-action series that they're supposedly making. Supposedly it's supposed to take from all the series. so It needs to be based off that Japanese SNES cart- uh, commercial. <laughs> Which one is that? Where Link is dancing around like a jackass. <laughs> I'm sure they'll probably have him dance or something on these phones but with, with the uh, the the flute and all that you know the problem now, with the, the problem with the legend of zelda tv show is that link doesn't talk and has no character <laughs> well netflix is saying it's game of thrones for families okay uh link still does not talk and has no character <laughs> yeah so how could it be game of thrones for families if link doesn't talk unless like the only alternative is if they have the person cast as Link as Gordon Freeman. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I would agree. I and guess that your Princess Zelda can do all the talking for him, I guess. Instead of wielding the Master Sword, he just has a crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> the Master Crowbar. I would imagine Link would have to talk in the show for it to work, but... I mean, there's a lot to draw from, but having it be the Game of Thrones of families, I mean, are kids really going to sit around watching a, a show where the, they just talk all the time? I mean, Well, the problem with Zelda is also every game, like, not every game, but 98% of Zelda games have the same plot, <laughs> which is, yo, the princess was captured, go, go collect these Triforce pieces or medallions or whatever. Well, I mean, that can be the story of the show. And then you just kind of add elements to it if it lasts more than one season or whatever, which with Netflix, it's pretty hard for it not to last more than one season. They pretty much, you know. They don't care. Yeah. So I I can't imagine it's going to be too bad. You need to get like a Majora's Mask season. That'd be awesome. Oh, that'd be great. Because that could be really dark, and 
they had the race against time and stuff. Who knows what they could do with that. You know who they should cast as Tingle? It's Santino Morella. Ha! Ah. Ah. That'd be great. He's perfect for that. Yep. Uh, let's see. There, there's quite a plethora of things here I could go to. Um, Blizzard had a few things going on other than them announcing that they they make money as well, thanks to Call of Duty now having $11 billion in franchise uh, sales. And is the best-selling game for 2014 once again. But uh, Blizzard is apparently, according to this one guy that talked to Yahoo, reported all this stuff, that Legacy of the Void might come out this year. Uh, the game is supposedly done. They're just trying to find a release date for it. That'd be nice. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would be nice. I still need to play through all the games, but I'm going to do it at some point, <laughs> I think. I plan on doing it. I just don't know when I'm actually going to. Um, I like the first StarCraft 2, but the second one is kind of weird. Oh really? Because it was just like a big cos- it was just like a big cosmic like reboot button on the series. <laughs> How so? Well, in StarCraft 2, the first one, uh, like the whole point was to get like uh, Kerrigan to not be a Zerg again. And then in the okay. second one, she becomes a Zerg again. So it's like, well, why did I waste all that time in the first one then? <laughs> <laughs> kind of makes sense. Yeah. It's like, why? Yeah, why even have the first one then? <laughs> oh, they're apparently deciding between Overwatch being free to play completely or having an expansion model. Uh, apparently, some executives are saying they wanted to release this year. Some don't expect it to even come out in 2016. I remember them saying the beta is supposed to come out pretty soon. I mean, yeah, but it's Blizzard, so they won't keep to that at all. Yeah, right. What what, what model do you think is would work for this? Probably exp- probably the way that Hearthstone does it. Like, ex- like- I think so free to play but you can grind out or you can just pay for whatever upgrades you want or cosmetic items or whatever so free to have it all available at once wouldn't be a good idea you think well i mean even hearthstone doesn't do that because they have expansions for hearthstone out now that you have to pay for well yeah but i'm guessing what they're saying is that they're going to release it with certain characters and then they'll have more characters later in another expansion and then yeah you know, I think that works too. I think if you have it all available there at once with free to play, I think people will get tired of it. If you give people like Hearthstone, where you know stuff is coming, uh, they'll keep it going. You know, Hearthstone apparently has like 75 million players at this point, according to this guy, and they're having another expansion in April that's gonna have another PVE with it, kind of like the Curse of the Raxmas and. It's going to have new cards and stuff. So, I mean, if you have new characters with Overwatch constantly, or maybe, you know, every three or four months like Hearthstone, I think it works better. If it's all there, 
And then they'll be like, oh, well, we're just going to add one character in randomly, and you don't really know unless you've been playing the game a lot. I don't know that it will go well. But then again, you know, people want to keep playing for all the characters and everything, so... Well, this add in like an energy meter, so you can only play six rounds, and then you have to pay for more energy. <laughs> oh God! Oh, microtransactions—the vein of video gaming, which you know apparently people were up in arms about Resident Evil Revelations episodes having microtransactions, but it's apparently in the multiplayer mode and not the actual narrative so I don't I don't know it's Capcom they uh, they along with EA love having microtransactions so don't be surprised people at all uh, hopefully Daniel's still on here the Xbox one's gonna get a screenshot mode soon Phil Spencer was making a big deal about it because apparently a lot of people have been wanting it I would never thought of wanting to really take a screenshot of something i thought you could only do that with the connect but i guess if you don't have connect i guess is what this is for not many people do these days <laughs> yeah i can't even find I, i've been wanting to get one separate because mine didn't come with the connect so i can play fantasia and i can't find one ebay son <laughs> uh, i want to overpay on ebay i i don't think you will I don't, it'll probably be cheaper <laughs> yeah i need to start looking around then because they lowered the game to like 30 so it wouldn't be that expensive. Uh, let's see. Did you know that... I, I didn't even know this game existed, but apparently the Wii U needs games so badly that The Legend of K is getting an, an anniversary edition. It's a, it's a 2005 PS2 game that also got re-released in 2010 on the Nintendo DS. Um, it's coming to PC and Wii U. It's a action title with bipedal animals. And yeah, you you fight with the animals. I know K is supposed to be like some kind of tiger or something. But have it you heard of this? Like a, I, it looks like almost like Blinks the Time Sweeper. Yeah. Well, only, I, I only, actually like the first Blinks. I, you know, I didn't think it was too bad. Number two was terrible, though. Why didn't they make a new Dex game for the uh, Nintendo Wii or like a new Bubsy <laughs> game while you're at it? <laughs> Gex? Wow. I remember Gex, like, the all the ads. The cool thing about Gex was they had him in the Stone Cold, like, gear. <laughs> I remember the third one when he was like making out like a Playboy model, or like that was a like that yeah. was book of it, and it's like, this is weird, guys. <laughs> Geico basically took Gex and made him the Gecko for the. <laughs> yeah. That's where that came from. Don't making lie, new, Geico. You know you did it. Making new Arrow the Acrobat game. Oh lord. Yeah, I guess. I don't even want to talk about Bubsy. That's terrible. I guess they could try to make a new Roger Rabbit game. That wouldn't do bad. If people even remember who Roger Rabbit is at this point. they The new kids. Uh, I, 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 bet, I bet you more people ahead. know who Roger the Rabbit is better than The Legend of K. 
Yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> Nintendo announced uh, their own uh, things. They they announced that uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3D is going to come out a week after um, the Europe version in April on April 10th, and it's going to have Amiibo support. If you have the Shulk Amiibo, you can put him on your new 3DS for uh, in-game tokens. Or you can use Street Pass to get in-game tokens for the game, too. So, there you go. Uh, Nintendo also announced their uh, all their sales stuff. Uh, the 3DS went down, which made them actually have to uh, cut what they're expecting the 3DS to make to like 9 million instead of 12 million or something. Uh, Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire sold like 9.35 million. That's all regions. And Smash Brothers sold like 6.19 or something like that. That's a lot for three games on the 3DS. So that shows you right there the power of the handhelds and why we're getting a new 3DS, which I'm getting. Um, I just went ahead and got it since I have the money right now. I don't know if I'm going to have the money in April when Xenoblade Chronicles comes out. So, plus I get $75 off trading in my 2DS, so I guess it's good enough to do. They'll let me do the system transfer there at GameStop, so that's, that's nice. Good. At least yeah. I don't lose that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Wii U now has 9.2 million units sold in its lifetime. That's still... Uh, the PS4 has doubled that, so... <laughs> Nintendo, you have a long way to go if you even ever get that far. They uh, won't. <laughs> yeah, they won't. At least, uh, you know, Mario Kart 8 sold, like, almost 5 million copies, and Smash Brothers sold, like, 3.4 million copies, so... That's well, it's not the only, bad. it's the only thing on the system. That's what you expect. <laughs> yeah, it's the two things still in the system for. You know, there's other games, but it's those are the two major ones. It's not like Watch Dogs for the Wii U is going to sell 4 million copies. <laughs> right. Especially because it came out so late. And the Amiibos just keep selling like crazy. They've sold almost 6 million Amiibos, apparently. Uh, and a according to Nintendo, almost 2 Amiibos are bought for every copy of Smash Brothers Wii U. So, um, the Amiibos are working out for them, and the Mario Party 10 bundle amiibos are already sold out um so i'm glad people like collecting things and like collecting things that don't really do anything either yeah at least at least the infinity figures or like the skylander figures like do something in a game (laughs) well i think the mario party 10 ones actually do you there's some amiibo mode where it actually works and the smash brothers ones you can actually like you can level it up so it's actually a more powerful character than the one that's in Smash Brothers without the amiibo. So it does work, but it the other stuff that it's there for, like getting extra costumes or I'm not whatever, coins and Xenoblade. Yeah, it's just <laughs> that's exactly what I want my amiibo for, right? Shell out twelve dollars for that. If you can even find the Shulk amiibo, because I'm pretty sure it's not like apparently Target said that like after the original Rosalina figures get sold they are not gonna have any more in the store 
the con like the retail exclusive ones are more annoying, I think. I can't stand that. It's so stupid. Like really? It's already hard enough trying to find some of the figures, then you're gonna make a retail exclusive, okay. Just, I guess it's a way for them to make money. At least, like, Disney does it with, like, crystal ones where it doesn't matter. You know, you can still get... I can't find Hulk for the life of me, which is the last one I need to complete the Avengers set, which I haven't bought any of them since the original game, since the game came out. But it, still, it's like, damn it, just at least let me complete the freaking Avengers thing, and then I'll work on the Guardians one. But, I mean, they're always there. I can go to the store and they're there instead of... Like the Mebo things, where it's like you got the commas and the other ones are never there. Yeah. And it's also Nintendo. I guess they never thought this stuff would sell the way it has or whatnot. So Square made some big announcement with its own special website and everything. And then they announced it's a free-to-play PS4 Spelunky game. Or based off the original Spelunker. Uh, called Spelunker's Dead. It's coming March 19th in Japan. It's going to have six-player online multiplayer co- character customization. It's going to have pets for the first time. Uh, the original game was released in 1983. And then they released uh, the HD version on the PS3 not too long ago. It, that's what inspired Spelunky and all that kind of stuff, whatever, but... It just... It seems like Square just doesn't get the the point of a big announcement. <laughs> like... What, that Final what? Fantasy VII thing on PS4 wasn't a big announcement? <laughs> yeah, it was such a big announcement. Just, <laughs> you're gonna get the PC port, be happy with that. Right? They do this all the time. It's like, uh, what was it last time? It was uh, some dumb thing. Like, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something dumb. Oh, it was like, they did one for Final Fantasy VI being on, on mobile. I'm like, really? People care about Final Fantasy VI being on mobile at this point? Okay. Whatever you say there, Square. I have a friend who desperately wants Final Fantasy XII to come to PC. My oh, I want Final Fantasy twelve to come to PS4 really bad. My response is, keep on dreaming. <laughs> uh, they should have, re- when they re- announced the re-release of uh, ten and ten two for PS4, they should have just put twelve with it. That, that would have required more work on their part, so of course they can't do that. I know, but it's like the only game that you really can't, you know, find a way of playing or whatever, you know. They won't even, it's not even a PS2 classic or whatever. That's what PC emulation is good for. <laughs> well, you got to have a really good computer to run my my computer craps out on me when I'm trying to do the PS2 emulation before. It'll give oh. me like a my your the the thing has had an error and I can't get it to play for very long or whatever. Ah. Uh. 
So I was just like, yeah, I'm giving up on the whole trying to play this in an emulator thing. And I don't want to go buy a PS2 for one game. Just doesn't make sense. That's why you get a hard drive so you can just have a PS2 with 100 games on it. Yes. <laughs> I guess I could. Crystal Dynamics has given us uh, some info on the Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, it's apparently going to be... One of the settings is going to be Siberia, along with another setting that they're not talking about. There's going to apparently be more tomb raiding in this game, which people complained about not being enough in the first game. Uh, she's also going to be able to climb trees, hide in uh, certain places, and swim underwater, trying to avoid combat. So, yeah, I really like the first game, so I hope this game is even better. So did I. I just wish it was coming to PC. <laughs> It still has a kind of PC? No. It's, it's Xbox exclusive, I think. Oh, it's... Yeah, I bet it'll come to PC. It's like Halo. They'll wait like a year and release it. Halo never came... Or only Halo 1 and 2 came to PC, though. Oh, well... I bet they will. Just with the whole cross-platform play and all that kind of stuff, I bet 5 will come to PC. Uh, Warner Brothers announced the Lego Jurassic World and Lego Avengers. Uh, Jurassic World apparently is going to have all the games and or all the movies in one game. Sorry, the trailer is hilarious with the T-Rex that can't get his jaw that falls off. Um, Avengers is going to have uh, stuff from the first movie and the second movie. Uh, so. There you go. It's going to come to all systems in the fall of 2015. You pumped for more LEGO games? Uh, I'll probably like LEGO Avengers more than LEGO Jurassic Park. Unless LEGO Jurassic Park has like a dinosaur mode or like a play from the dinosaur perspective. <laughs> That'll be awesome then. I bet they will because it's tiered to kids. So you know the kids are going to want to play with the... T-Rex or whatever. Those games better also have online cooperative play. <laughs> Which, you know... Why has it taken them this long to do that? I don't understand. There have been two LEGO games with cooperative play. Like, LEGO Star Wars Complete had it, and I think one other game, and that's it. <laughs> Makes no sense. And it's like this should this should be in all of your games, you idiots. I mean, I get that. I guess they want to be like Nintendo, and well, we don't want kids playing with adults and crazy things happening or whatever. But yeah, and I, I still don't get it. I still don't get Nintendo's point either. It's like the point is to let people play these games with people. Don't make it harder. Uh, the Ouya apparently received a $10 million investment from a Chinese investor so that they could have all 1,000 games on a set-top box for Alibaba. So I guess the Ouya wound up being worth something after all. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> Trevor Robert's not here to lecture us on the Ouya again. 
Uh, Marvel's introducing their own version of Loot Crate, sort of. It's called the Marvel Collector Core Box. And you'll get an exclusive Funko toy with it. A t-shirt, another vinyl toy, and two mystery premium accessories. Uh, each box is going to have a different theme, obviously, just like Loot Crate. Uh, the one in April is going to focus on Avengers Age of Ultron in the second box, which will come in June. It will be about Ant-Man. Uh, you're going to get a 6-inch Hulkbuster Iron Man pop vinyl figure if you get this first one. So, yeah, everybody that loves the Hulkbuster stuff, you're not going to be able to get this in a store. you got to join the Collector Corps. So, um, apparently it's going to cost, I think, $25 plus shipping every two months. Do you like pricey. the Loot Crate thing? I don't get it because I'm poor, but I know people who do and they seem to like it a lot. <laughs> I mean, what's the point of it, though? Like, just to get stuff? I think it's like random gifts. Like, that's the idea. Or, like, just seeing the surprise of what's coming up next. Yeah, I just... I mean, I can understand it. Like, you're, like, good, cool into collecting things or whatever. Just, it's fun, you know, just to be able to open something and go, Hey, this is cool. This thing I never knew would come. All right. Awesome. That's the other thing. I'd rather be collecting games or consoles than figurines. Right. <laughs> we want to collect a Doctor Who Lego set? That's apparently coming. No, because it'll, be it'll be $100. It's probably... That and a WALL-E Lego set are all are both getting made. The Lego so. stuff is, like, bewildering to me, because it's supposed to be for kids. Hey, kids might watch Doctor Who. Yes, but kids can't afford a $100 Lego set anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It has uh, David Tennant and uh, a Rose character. It has a... Uh, Dalek, a same a Cyberman and a freaking um, Weeping Angel, and it also has a Mr. Baker as a special character too. So with the scarf included, <laughs> like Lego scarf. <laughs> yeah, Lego scarf. <laughs> um, so damn it, too bad we don't have a. Robert for these, but Astro Boy and Robotech are getting live action films for some reason. It worked for Dragon Ball. Yeah, it works so good for Dragon Ball. <laughs> Robotech might actually be interesting. I think Astro Boy can work. I thought the animated Astro, the the CG Astro Boy was, I enjoyed it. But CG is one thing, you know. Worked for Sailor Moon, also. <laughs> oh, boy. Sailor Moons just make me laugh. It was ama I saw... I didn't see the full thing. I saw the commercial of it. And I was amazed that one of the Sailor Scots was in a wheelchair. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't remember this from the anime at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. Um... <clears throat> Uh, Fox is talking to Marvel about making an X-Men live-action TV series. Uh, it's probably not going to be ready until 2016-2017, but 
people apparently saying that I guess if Fox loosens up about the X-Men movie rights, then maybe Marvel will talk about this. Um, how does that work? <laughs> I don't know how that works, really. Because they're not going to get any, they're not going to get any of the film stars to do it. <laughs> well, it's, like I mean, it. It's not like the the weekly Wolverine show, and unless they do like an X Men, like here are the character here are the characters you don't give a shit about, like Chamber or Magic or someone. It's like, all right, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess they could just, like uh, DC does with the CW, right? They're in their own universe, and they have their own actors and actresses. It, this might, You're a little younger than me, but do you remember the Generation X movie? Yes. They should do it like that. Oh, that would be cool. That was a terrible movie. It was hilarious. I like the, uh, but see, like, I like the way they did, um, whatchamacallit, uh, not the, like, they had the, the teenager whatever ones, uh, I forgot, the X-Men Evolution. Yeah. Like, that was really good. So, I mean, I, I just, I think it can be done, it's just, uh, they had to have that same kind of reverence for it. Like, the way, uh. I mean, Gotham works because you don't... A lot of those characters are have never been seen in the movie. You know, and then and then a lot of them, it's their younger versions. So you don't have to worry about, oh, well, we got to get the actor that played in the movie to do it or whatever because they're supposed to be younger. I mean, I guess they could do that. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's not like Hugh Jackman's going to... I mean, Hugh Jackman might show up for an episode, but he's not going to be on it full time or nothing they, speaking they could, of they could get what? Halle Berry to do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah she already did Extant so why not I guess and they'll get uh, Kelsey Grammer <laughs> <laughs> he needs to be on TV more than one show a year that's that needs to not happen. Uh, Josh Whedon basically confirms what we all knew, that he's not doing Avengers Infinity War. He says he cannot imagine doing this again. Um, it's enormously hard, and he doesn't want to dedicate five years where since he's not created anything of his own. So do you think it's going to suffer with Josh Whedon not doing it? It depends on who they get to replace them. Like, if they get the Captain America 2 guys, it'll be probably fine. And they seem more than ready for it, or more than willing to do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not worried so much about it, especially since they always said it's not going to follow the comics. Like, you know, Die Hard, so... You know who they'll get? Zack Snyder. Oh, God, please no. Please no. Just... I mean, speaking of Zack Snyder, the Robotech guys, or the Robotech is going to be made by the people who made 300, excluding Zack Snyder, thankfully. So, or well, I mean, it doesn't have a director, so maybe he will show up for that. Oh, God, I hope not. But I don't know, he, he worked for 300, then after that, it just kind of... Dawn of the Dead was cool. 
Uh, I liked Watchmen fine enough, even if it deviated yeah. a little, but everything else has been crap. Like, Sucker Punch. <laughs> I have friends who are obsessed with Sucker Punch, and I'm, I look at them like they're brain damaged. Why? Why? <laughs> that movie, when you watch it, obviously feels like it's missing something. Just like, like I have like female friends who are always dressing up as, I think it's Baby Doll or like the main character. Yeah. And it's like you do realize like this is an utter piece of shit, right? <laughs> I mean, I can understand dressing up as the characters, or the characters are cool or whatever, but it's just that's about like the only thing. Because the the everything else about it is just the setting is cool too. It's just I don't know. They messed up that movie. They just messed it up. So apparently, the FCC not only expanded uh, the threshold to twenty five megs download and three megabytes upload, uh, which apparently leaves a twenty percent of the U.S. without broadband internet now. They also want to include wireless services like the wireless on your phone, on your cell phones to be part of uh, the net neutrality. And AT&T says they're ready to file a lawsuit if all this stuff goes through. What is that? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of lost on the whole what this increasing the threshold thing means I do you understand it uh, it means that AT&T and Verizon and everyone don't want to have to pay to upgrade their own service to support with their advertising the funniest part about all this is it was Verizon's own fault that this is going through because they sued the government a few years ago about this and they lost and that's what the FCC is like. Is like using as uh, their reasoning now for like mandating this stuff. Yeah, I'm glad they're mandating it, but then it doesn't really make all these companies have to change anything either. Well, yeah. like AT and T can advertise. Oh, we have the largest broadband network in America. If they don't, or if like. It only reaches like 15 megabyte uh, MB, Mbps or 10 or whatever. I mean, that was a, that's probably what they were banking on in the first place, and now they can't say that. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, and also, internet should just get faster overall. <laughs> I would agree. Google Fiber get everywhere quickly. I think if that happened, uh, everyone like. Verizon, Comcast, AT&T would all be screwed. Yep. But lucky to those people that do have it now. So It'll eventually come. It'll just be at a point where who knows where we'll be at that point. I am disgraced to be half Venezuelan because a stupid man decided that he wanted to get subdermal implants in his forehead, have part of his nose removed, have his eyes tattooed black, and have red and black face tattoos so he can nowhere near look like Red Skull. 
Have you seen the pictures of this guy? It's terrible. I don't know how he's still married. If I was his wife, I'd be gone. Like, just See, he, he's dumb, but he's also great because at least he's going for weird body modification. He's just not going for a stupid lip ring. If you're going to be dumb, go full throttle, people. Don't do it just... half-assed and get like a belly ring. Go crazy. Yeah, but like your whole life, you're going to be that way. That's how I feel about people who get a lot, a lot of tattoos, though. <laughs> yeah, I told that to uh, my wife who wants to get a couple more tattoos of, you know, the... She has tattoos of her first two kids from her previous marriage or whatever, and then she wants to get one of, you know, our daughter, and I'm like, okay, I better stop here, because I don't want, you know, it to become a thing, and then... Then, you know, you get older and you're, like, sitting there wishing you never got half those tattoos, you know? Should be a, here's a, get, get a tattoo of me getting a vasectomy now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, you're making me think about it. <laughs> Something you won't do this. Uh, Nintendo says that their affiliate program is working so well that they're getting a too many for them to actually process. So I guess people that were hating on this thing, they were just complaining to complain because they went ahead and just went through with it anyway. Gotta love the internet. I read part of that affiliate program contract thing. It sounds insane. Yeah, it's like you can only have these certain games and then you have to... Okay, let's see what this is. It's, it must be original gameplay footage captured by the user. You have to have a disclosure on each video. Uh, you have to... What is it? Uh, they get a percentage of it that's sent to them through PayPal. And... Yeah, if your game's on the list, then it won't be put in as part of the the deal. Uh, you get they get sixty percent for the videos and seventy percent for the channels. So I guess it's not too bad, but still, it's like Nintendo just deciding we hate you, Internet. We're just gonna screw you. <laughs> It's like, bro, like, why be the only company that does this? It doesn't make any sense. Like, are they hoping that they're going to tr- blaze the trail and everybody will do it after this? I think Sega does it also, but they're a little more sneaky about it. They're not as, like, draconian about it. Like, they just, like, file DMCA violations all the time. <laughs> yeah. Or Activision with the, don't show bad things about Call of Duty, please. That cannot happen. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ah, that's what it is. Mortal Kombat X might have microtransactions. And people are up in arms about this because they're hoping it's only having to do with the crypt, which would make it to where you could buy things a lot faster instead of having to grind it out and, you know go through the tombs to unlock 
stuff using the coins. I hate that system. So, you will be long... okay with microtransactions for it, then? No, because I'm going to play it on PC and let's get infinite tokens with Cheat Engine. <laughs> it takes such a long time to unlock stuff, though. Like, not even with coins, just, like, the physical act of, like, unlocking it or going to, like, column are like number 20 to find out like that extra cost costume you want for your character it's like this is so stupid yeah well why why does it take so long just because i got a bit i got i got like 20 i got like 30 rows of crap like uh concept art or like mu like uh soundtrack music or just promotional art and it's like this is all stupid well, so some people, they love that stuff. So. Have the front row be costumes and characters, and that's about it. That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I guess for the diehard, it's... I guess that's the fun of it. Or... I'm getting that game for 20 bucks, so I really don't care either way. That's <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wait, so you're getting this thing discounted to you? How is this happening? Russia. Oh, oh, okay. So one of the most, one of the more interesting things was that apparently uh, Jace Hall, who owns the rights to uh, Condemned, says that he's interested in making a Condemned 3, but he doesn't have time for it, and he's willing to hand over... Uh, it to a proven indie development team. I really loved the first Condemned. I didn't get to play much of the second one. I love to see a Condemned three. Uh, uh, I would hope they make it. He said they could even think about doing a remaster of the first two, even though I think different companies own the two Condemned games, but. Would you want to see a Condemned 3? Have Starbreeze do it. They're the ones that did... Chronicles of Riddick and uh, Syndicate. Oh, okay. And the, the First Darkness. There's quite a few that could do it. I just want, to, want it to actually be done right and not... You know, just... Uh, oh, we're just going to get this out here. Or wind up in hell like South Park or something. <coughs> Just get it done. Apparently Shadow of Mordor's uh, nemesis system was inspired by sports games. Uh, it's that, that whole feeling of, you know, you're beating your rival in a sports game. Or knowing that if you know their playbook or whatever you can beat them or just all that stuff that happens in a sports game of knowing that you can actually lose you don't get rewarded for losing uh or you just don't die and go over it matters if you lose makes sense yeah it makes sense to me i didn't ever th think about it that way but i was like yeah wow okay i can see where this comes from Kind of like the rivalry system in the in the old Burnout games. 
Yeah, and then they tried to replicate that and were, with the stupid uh, auto log thing, and yeah, that didn't work that well. So apparently, if you love a uh, Cubert in a week, you can get a rebooted version for PS4, PS3, and Vita. You get uh, it. It's also on PC. It's been out on PC for a while. Um, so yeah, if uh, you love Cubert, you can get a new one that has like hexagons or something. So there you go. Uh, Borderlands 2 has lost one of their writers to a comedy show for Hulu. Uh, he's going to be basically writing the video shorts, uh, behind the scenes of the video shorts for Rocket Jump. Uh, but do you think, uh, I mean, I don't know how influential this one writer is, um, Anthony Birch, but do you think this is going to affect it for Borderlands 3? I mean... If it does, I hope to get all that meme shit out of the game. What do you mean? Like all the internet memes. That was in Borderlands 2. That needs Why? to go away. <laughs> but isn't that part of the allure? They try to make pop culture references and do silly things. I mean, Borderlands 1 didn't really have that, though. That was a thing. No, I all... didn't, but... It... It partially did, but not to like that extent. Like Borderlands Two, where, like went off the rails with it, to, to like to my view. Yeah, have a happy medium, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, I guess. Uh, yeah, that would work better than just. Hopefully, it's not worse. You know, where every other sentence is a that kind it'll, of joke or something. It'll just be Randy Pitchford writing it all himself. Oh lord, that's not even. Hopefully, that's not the case. So, how do you feel about this Ghostbusters three business? I don't know who any of those women are. You don't know who Liz McCarthy is? I think she's the big one. Yes, yeah, she's the one from Mike and Molly, and I don't watch that. I don't watch SNL, so I don't. Uh, I think two of those women are from there, or at least. Yeah, Kristen Wiig's from there. Uh... I don't like, like, the whole, like, ruining my childhood thing is, like, stupid about, like, having four, four women in the roles. But I think a more balanced team gender dynamic would be better. You don't need to do, like, two two guys and two girls, but maybe have, like, one guy in there. Uh, oh, I'm sure they'll have one guy kind of be, like, a Charlie's Angels type thing. Yeah, it'll be Ray Stance. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like the old crusty guy in the fire in the firehouse. Right. Uh, I don't know. Like I, it'd be nice if that movie's good, but I don't really have a lot of hope for it. <laughs> I like some of the actresses, so I'm gonna give it a shot. But I'm not gonna, you know, have too much hopes for it, really. Yeah. Did you ever play that Ghostbusters game a few years ago? Yes. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Now watch them try to make some game with all of them or something. They actually did a Ghostbusters comic, I think, either last year or two years ago, that was, like, three women and one guy in it, and that worked pretty well. Hmm. Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was Janine, 
it was Kylie, like this gothic chick, and then it was like an FBI female agent. And then like the guy was like some paranormal investigator who was like a fraud. They roped him into it. And that that actually worked. But we shall see about the movie. Yes, we shall. Well, anything you wanna anything else you wanna make sure we discuss here? No, hyperdimension Neptune is still weird. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I mean, uh, I didn't really get to talk about this much. The uh, Daniel didn't make a comment, so I guess he doesn't have a... I need to get Randall on here after I've gotten a PS4. It was uh, pretty seamless to put in my PSN, get it in there, and start... I, for some reason, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, um, it, it for some reason, like, the, my Xbox, like, uh, I have the two-channel uh, router from Comcast. Yeah. And the Xbox One and my PC pick up the 5 gigahertz, but for some reason the PS4 won't pick it up. And the PS4 is like the PS3 and 360 where it picks up the 2.4 for some reason. So it takes a while for it to download stuff. There is no PS4 uh, 5 gigahertz on. It, it doesn't exist. Ah, okay. Okay, that makes sense then. Hardwired in. <laughs> oh, I wish I could, but the router's in like the other side of the house. <laughs> uh, I actually bought an Xbox One game a few, a few days ago. You did? Yeah. I bought uh, Assassin's Creed 4. Why? It was like five bucks. Oh, okay. So I, said, I said screw it. Like, I don't own the system or anything, but if I ever get one, I mean, I'll have there that on go, there right? at least. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, it also, it took me a while to realize that it does it the complete opposite of the PS3 and the even the Xbox One, where the Xbox One and, and the PS3 and all that do one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the PS4 will try to download multiple things at once. So I was sitting there going, why is it taking it like 16 hours to download uh, Infamous First Light and like a few other things and whatever. And I would put it on rest mode and I know I'd been gone five hours and it's still downloading stuff. And I was like, oh, it's downloading everything at one time. Okay. It took it like a whole day almost to download Last of Us, which I did play a little bit of that, and it's awesome, but I haven't gotten far enough to really be able to talk too much about it. Just um, I've enjoyed everything I've played so far. It's the story is the first the beginning of it is incredible. Just what you do, I'm like God. I feel like I'm watching a movie or like I'm in an interact, interactive movie or something, but. So I what, can't imagine what they're going to do with the actual movie when it comes out. Um, what games did you get with your PS4, Infamous, and what I, else? I just got Last of Us and Infamous Second Son. Oh, those, uh, are, two, those are two of the only five exclusive PS4 games. Yeah, and I got uh, First Light for free because it was the last day before they switched everything over. Um, and then I got Road Legacy because that's free and the other free game. And then... Uh, I bought Life is Strange, 
and I'm trying to go through some of the other indie games, see if I'm going to buy them or not. Um, but like, there's really not anything with the PS. I'm I'm waiting to see if the order is going to be good because I'm thinking about switching my Final Fantasy Type O HD to PS4 because my Xbox One is pretty much at its limit already. Because I'm on all the big multiplayers for that. What about Basement Crawl? That's a PS4 game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I really want that. I'm trying to I'm trying to pick up Final Fantasy uh, 13 2 on Steam, but I can't afford it right now. Are you actually going to play it? Yeah, because I'm going to use a trainer, and I'm going to blast the hell through it. <laughs> That's why I didn't play it on... Like, I have a 360 copy, but I didn't like it, because I had to actually, like, level up and stuff. It was like, right, right. this is boring. I just want to have infinite, infinite health and go through it. <laughs> That's funny, because 13-2 is my favorite out of the three. So. That's a pretty low bar, though. Yeah, it is a pretty low bar. <laughs> Because Lightning Returns just made that bar go right back to the bottom again. <laughs> I literally, I think I've only played like an hour of that game. And it's just sitting there. <laughs> Probably don't know if I'm ever going to play um, another hour of it. But all, yeah, I, all the time is expired in your game. You just have to restart it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's the 13 days have done even though you weren't playing them. That would actually be an awesome mechanic if they did that. You have to finish it in 13 days, or else the save is getting wiped. Oh, God, that'd be <laughs> terrible. But it would make sense for the game, I guess. Just keep making it terrible. Uh, but, yeah. Um, the the oh god the going back to the PS3 is like freaking it's so slow compared to the PS4 like the the UI on the PS3 is like a freaking turtle and the PS4 one's like click 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 okay it opens it's seamless I'm just like god you don't you don't even think about how slow the stuff is until you go to the you know, the different one um, yeah. But yeah, I I would have gotten a Wii U if it wasn't because the cost of entry for the Wii U is ridiculous. Just it's a family system, but I got to pay 60 bucks for a controller. And if I want my daughter and my wife to play with me, that's at least two Wii modes. So that's one hundred and twenty dollars and I could have bought almost three games for that. Well, they're probably banking on everyone already having a Wii. That's the thing is like, yeah, I know it's just. Ugh. That's one, one of those things I might put on layaway or something and just make payments. The one nice thing about your PS4 is if your uh, computer has Bluetooth, that PS4 controller works really nice for it. Oh, my computer does have Bluetooth. There's a program that's called like I think it's called like DS4 I think or something like that, and it emulates it looks works perfectly for PS4 controllers. Oh, sweet. What do you like? Do you play a lot of stuff with a gamepad or something on your? PC? Yeah, I have a wired uh, 360 gamepad, and I play like 90% of stuff with it. Huh. I still keep forgetting it. When I go to GameStop next time, I'm gonna go see how much a pre-owned wired 360 controller is. Make it's sure the to get... white one, right? 
I have a black one, oh, yeah. uh, but make sure it's like an official Microsoft one because the other ones oh. have like weird driver problems. Right. So you just plug it in and it works. Yep. It, 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 it like automatically goes. All right. This is a 360 gamepad, and then every game will ever play will just default to like button prompts. <clears throat> Did you play Grim Fandango yet? No, but it'll have. Okay. Uh, it already has controller support, so. Okay, because I saw it had the PS4. Like when you go into the con- configurations, it has the PS4 one, but I don't. I don't know if they made it support the 361 or not. Oh, they did. They support every, like supports everything. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that about does it for this <coughs> episode of Cooperative Multiplayer. Uh, thank you, Daniel, for being in the chat and being our third co-host here. So. Hopefully you can be back on the actual show pretty soon. But, you know, babies, they do things like take up your time. Uh, let's get to those plugs. I'll go ahead and cover Roberts, I guess. Um, I don't know when the next Metal Hammer of Doom podcast is supposed to come out, but you can check all of that out within the Radulich and Broadcasting Network. Um, his Sentai Rider podcast is there. Uh, you can listen to that. Um, all the other podcasts that he, um, that he does and that are in that network, like from the Cheap Seats and a few other, the MMA Ground and Pound, all that kind of stuff, it's all in there. So just look for Reddit's and Broadcasting Network and iTunes, and you can get all that stuff there, subscribe to it. Um, and Daniel, of course, organizes the Games Factor Fiction and the Game Zone. That comes out on Thursday mornings, so you can check that out. Mark? Uh, the 8th Ball will be up Monday night. It's on the top Marvel games. Uh, I actually wrote it already, which is really weird to me. Because I normally, like, put it out to the last minute. Um, and I'm going to be working on a Total War Attila review sometime soon. Once I start feeling better, which, God help me. Uh, and if your computer can but, run it, right? Yeah. My computer did not like running Total War, uh, Total War Rome 2 at all, so... We'll see if it works. Um, Well, uh, this podcast, of course, if you don't listen live or don't know that our speaker page exists, you can listen on iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. Look for that Cooperative Multiplayer Live. And uh, you can just subscribe to it and rate and review us on there if you'd like. And you can just... Put it on your player, on your phone, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. Um, uh, I also have the Football to Football podcast, which is my sports podcast that I do with Gary, and sometimes Robert's showing up on there. Daniel's been on there before. Um, We'll be talking post-Super Bowl, uh, what that means for the NFL. Uh, Matt and I will be on there talking about the second U.S. soccer game of this month against Panama that is happens later today in the afternoon uh that'll be uh later tonight or maybe monday night don't know yet on tuesday night wrestling to the max will be back of course it'll be episode 130 uh we are this will be our preview of the nxt uh, rival special we'll do a preview of the first uh or the two new japan uh, the first new japan well, it's both New Japan uh, beginning shows because we'll have a W2M Extra on Thursday t- 
talking about that first New Japan beginning show and the NXT Rival special. And of course, we'll have Raw talk about Raw and all that kind of other stuff. Um, I did get New Japan World over the, uh, yesterday. Uh, if you have Google Translate, it works pretty well, and the video quality is really good. So if you want to watch New Japan and don't want to have to go watching stuff on YouTube and terrible quality or watching individual matches on Daily Motion or whatever, I think it, the eight twenty-eight a month is certainly worth it. Um, if you're a big New Japan fan, so. Alrighty, well that does it for this one. Uh, enjoy your games. Uh, are you gonna get Evolve? Hell no. Uh, <laughs> I still don't know if I'm gonna even entertain the idea of Evolve. Um, I'm trying to decide whether I want to take back this mic and save me fifty dollars and. I just buy don't like the... multiplayer games like that at all. So. <clears throat> when somebody's uh, comparing it to a. Big version of hide and seek. <laughs> I don't know that <laughs> that totally intrigues me or anything. That sounds fun. <laughs> and that's kind of what I got from playing the beta. Like you know, I'm just trying to avoid getting hit by these uh, these guys. A friend know, of mine actually bought that hundred dollar uh, version of it. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. He must be pretty pumped for the game, then. Uh, of course, uh, the new new 3DS comes out on Friday. I'll get to talk about it on the next episode. I don't know. I'm, th- I'm entertaining the idea of getting Monster Hunter 4. I played the demo today, and that was uh, pretty interesting. I never played Monster Hunter before. Oh, I played the demo for Codename Steam, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, I I think uh, it's not like um, Advance Wars where you get to see everything from the top. You actually have to move them around and then get to see. And then you can actually pull him back and then decide what you want to do. But you're, you're moving him around. So if you mess up and go forward instead of backwards and you actually try to attack one of the aliens, you set yourself in place. But... I mean, the story is funny. Like, the characters are, like, really funny, like, out there. And they're based off, like, American history. Like, Abraham Lincoln's your leader and stuff, which is funny in its own right. Um, <clears throat> I think it's, I mean, it's from the guys who made Advance Wars and Fire Emblem. You can't go wrong. They know how to make strategy games. But I just think it's going to be a blast when the full version comes out. Uh so I recommend anybody go download the demo because I don't know how you're not going to like it if you like Fire Emblem or Advance Wars or any of those strategy games. Um, yeah, and then I think the other launch game, the Ace Combat Assault Horizon Legacy, comes out uh, with the game, with uh, the new 3DS. So, yeah. Um, I don't know what Majora's, Majora's Mask 3D apparently has a lot changed to it. So if you never played Majora's Mask 3D and you want to, this is the version to buy. So there you go. Everyone should like Majora's Mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still need. I'm still wondering. I'm playing around whether I want to buy that too. I don't know yet. I I need to save money for the Xenoblade and for Type O H D. So, but okay, now we are really finishing this up here um 
everybody enjoy your games enjoy the games that are coming out next week uh, we're starting to get into an actual flow of games coming out now so should be fun these next couple months lots to talk about so until next week see Have you later everybody